<clears throat> Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Atlantic Bushcraft Adventures. Tonight we are on episode 219, and we're going to have a little chat about luxury items. And this was kind of a brainchild of a few things coming together. Uh, and it was really kind of weird, because I, I messaged Ben this morning and said, Hey, look, I got an idea for an episode. What are you thinking? From when I sent Ben the message to when he got back to me, Steve, who's a frequent in our comments, came back to me and was like, have you seen this post on Facebook about the local radio station basically asking what's your luxury item to take with you into the woods? And I'm like, oh, it's just meant to be. Like, we have all kinds of good stuff here. So if nothing else, it should be an entertaining episode. But I mean, there are some luxury items that some people will shake their head at that other people just will not go into the woods without. And I'm sure you got some that always make their way into your pack as well, Ben. Yes, there's a few. And I, I, I mean, there's a few that I really like. And um, I think before we get right into that, because I know everyone's here and they just want to know and they're going to run out and buy the luxury items and then they stop listening to us. So let's drag it out for a few minutes this, to, to let Amazon prepare for the, the vast amounts of purchasing that are going to happen in the next couple of minutes. Uh, only partially joking. <laughs> but yeah i mean like and some people first let's fully define the luxury item and the luxury item is something you don't necessarily have to have but when you're in the woods it makes the trip a bit more enjoyable and uh you know i think everyone carries at least one i try to keep mine to a somewhat minimum and some of these people are you know these are a must-have but i consider them a luxury item because i don't have them every time um and to so, be fair, out of this list of stuff, there are some that you can tell. And I do have the website open here in front of me to the Facebook post. I don't think I'll link it just because it's the local radio station. I'll let those people have their privacy kind of deal. Just in case, you know, conflict of interest. I won't bother posting. But it's the local radio station here. And there's a list of them that are obviously joking. And then there's a list of them that are obviously true. And I think it's kind of interesting on both sides of this. Yeah. Well, you know, and one type of trip, what's a luxury item compared to another type of trip is just the standard. Like, you know, if you're an RV camper, <laughs> luxury item might be a washer and dryer, right? The coffee pot comes standard. <laughs> right? Like a lot of stuff just, it's, yeah, it, it comes. But we are looking at a backwoods trip um, either by foot or by at least an off-road style vehicle where you're probably going to be carrying stuff at least a ways to the track to the campsite so you know you're probably going to be a few hundred feet away from a vehicle or you're driving a very small atv style vehicle i think that's the best way to put it so it's something you physically are going to have to carry and you're not going to want to make it awkward so if somebody comes out and says they're you know the old-fashioned folding chairs you remember the ones that are that even folded up were probably about two feet wide mm -hmm. three feet tall and about four inches thick that's that's not a luxury item that is an actual load <laughs> you know what i mean that's 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 too big and awkward to be carried into the woods so it's got to be something that fits in your pack but isn't necessarily something so real super quick story i'll keep it very brief when we're talking about these chairs and stuff uh, back to where you and I went to the waterfall, I had taken uh, some family members into there. And I'd warned them, like, this is a bit of a hike. Careful of what you take. So they show up with an eight-person tent for three of them. Like one of those two or three-room tents. You know what I mean? 
they show up with, uh, I think, three or four of the folding camping chairs. And not like backpacking chairs, like the actual camp chairs that you pay 25 bucks for with the four legs and they fold up to about, you know, like eight inches round yeah. by two and a half feet long kind of deal. And a full cooler. And yeah. we stopped, you and I biked in way further than we probably should have. We stopped right off the main road and walked from yeah. there carrying this stuff. Long story short, most of their luxury items did not make it into the woods. They ended up in the woods about halfway between where we were going and <laughs> where we started. I fully understood. And, and that is the point. It has to be something you could reasonably carry into the woods. But still, if you were sitting down saying, did you absolutely need that? Could you have made the trip without it? And you would be saying, yes, I could have. It may not have been as comfortable, may not have been as enjoyable, but it wasn't a, you know, a necessity. <clears throat> so, for example, your shelter, necessity. Cook system, necessity. Um, what else? Yes, your full sleep system, necessity. Basic food, necessity. Full spice rack, luxury. Item. Luxury. <laughs> and shelter can split between necessary and luxury. Like, they had the option of a different tent before yes. they came in, which was smaller, more appropriate for the distance we were hiking. But they wanted to have the lavish extra room. Uh, and they paid for it. They ended up having to carry that in because that went from a luxury to a necessity. But... Yeah. So you're right. The same item. So let's let's go with the chair. We started with the chair, like the big fat, the camp chairs that you take to the beach or that you take to your cabin and you carry around in your vehicle. Versus one like what's behind me here. Like what's behind you. So that thing folds up to about 13, 14 inches long and probably about three inches around. And as you can show, showed there, even full of stuff, you can carry it with one hand, <laughs> right? Very light, um, relatively comfortable. I mean, argumentatively, they are low to the ground and not the most comfortable that you could get. There are better chairs, but if I'm walking for two days, I don't want to carry the other chair. I will gladly carry that one. And it makes a huge difference compared to trying to sit on rocks, on the ground, in the sand. You know, there's a there's a point to that one. So that and, is a luxury item, but... Yeah, I was going to say, I do know people say, oh, I'll just sit in a rock or I'll sit in a log or whatever the case may be. And those are per perfectly viable options. But I can tell you that even looking at this being low and maybe not as comfortable as your lazy boy... It's still more comfortable than any rock. You know what I mean? And you're still up higher off the ground. Uh, even during the heat, um, but more so when it's cool, spring and fall, rocks hold a lot of cold and they can zap a lot of heat out of you. If you can get this beside the fire, just that air going under you and around you can potentially make you cooler. But if you can get into a space where there's not a lot of air, it'll actually kind of come up around you and make you warmer. At least that's what I've found. Um, yeah, and I mean... <laughs> A step down from that, and I gotta throw it out there, is a sit pad. Yeah. Right? Actually, I have one little, of those somewhere. Yeah. So, for anyone who's unsure of a sit pad, there's a few ways to make one. The absolute cheapest thing is you go to the dollar store, they have these little foam kneeling pads or the, the interlocking foam boards, and you just cut something slightly bigger than your, your 
bum. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you you can lay that down. Some people wrap them in a reflective material, whatever you can to make it as warm as possible. That gives you a little bit of both cushion and insulation from what you're sitting on, but you're still limited to what's available. So you, maybe you're sitting on the ground, maybe it's damp, maybe it's a stump that's not a good size for your bum, so now you're half hanging off of it. It's not as comfortable, but that's that would be, say, the minimum that you would take into the woods generally. You should have something to sit and keep yourself dry and comfortable. So a sit pad, we would essentially consider a necessity. It's part of your kit. An upgrade to that, a luxury item, is that chair. Something bigger than that is on a two or three day hike. Frankly, ridiculous. <laughs> it starts, you start out weighing the comfort of having the chair versus the the difficulty of transporting that chair. You know what I mean? Especially if you're going through rough brush. Uh, anything that's any size going through brush, even if you're just carrying it in your hands, it's that much more you got to wrestle through tight interwoven trees. With a backpack on, uh, and I mean Ben and I may be extreme cases of this, but you can usually put your head down and bull your way through it. You know what I mean? But if you have other things hanging off you, you're just tangled into everything. Yeah. Yeah. The two guys are most resemble bull moose in the woods. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, there's been a lot of spots where I've come to thickets and just been like, oh, I'm not going to like this. And I just put my hand on my hat and duck my head and just straight through. You know what I mean? Like, it does the job. But even if I'm hunting, if I have a rifle with me or if I'm carrying the chair or something like that, you're tangled into it. You can't just push through it. No, no. And, and, and all those, like... Your sling for your rifle, the, the barrel, the scope, all that stuff, the stuff that gets hooked into things, you can damage your equipment, you can damage yourself, and it really does drag you down. That, that, that exhausts you really quick if you're not well equipped for it. So, yeah, the, bigger, the more load you have, the harder it is to go. And if you get to the ultralight guys, they'll explain to you that carrying an extra pound is the equivalent to carrying a ton for a few hundred feet. Like You know what I mean? Like mm. You go 20 kilometers... With one extra pound, it's the equivalent, energy-wise, of carrying one ton so many feet. I can't remember the exact distance, but they'll they actually break it down to tonnage. Oh, I, I know those guys get down to cutting tags off stuff. Like, literally, grams, ounces matter. Um, yeah. Quick thing from the comments here. Steve's joining us, who's, you know, one of the helping hands in this episode. So, first of all, next time I camp with Ben, my luxury item will be a mule or a Sherpa. He's a hiking monster. And I think this is going back to your guys' little boating adventure. Um, the secondary to that though oh sorry go ahead still impressing me our last portage on that first day I picked up the canoe and I didn't lay it down till I got to the other end of it and that may not sound impressive to anyone else but anyone who's done that particular run would probably be pretty proud of me because I don't know how I did it <laughs> to this day I really have no idea how I did it back and to Sean, the bull moose comment <laughs> John literally threw his canoe down the hill. He's like, I ain't even trying it. Apparently, I missed it, but it went, like, straight down. <laughs> nice. Um, so the second part of this for Steve was luxury item for him is personally uh, food-related. To be honest, uh, chocolate bar, bacon, pick your poison. And this is kind of where a lot of people come into luxury items. And I'm just as guilty. Uh, Chocolate-covered almonds. That's my... Uh, 
you know, my guilty pleasure in the woods because I like the almonds, a lot of energy and fats in the almonds, plus the chocolate itself is that great sugar high, you know what I mean? Not to mention the sugar crash that comes afterwards. But anyway, it's that quick pick-me-up. I love chocolate-covered almonds as my luxury food item. It's easy to buy. You can usually pick it up from the dollar store. Uh, great sugar rush to it. The almonds themselves hold a little bit of protein and some other fatty acids and stuff that are good for you. It, it, to me, it's my guilty pleasure that I try to talk my way into saying it's somewhat okay for me when I know it's perfectly not. Yeah. Uh, likewise, chocolate's huge for me. Uh, my chocolate is generally as high as cocoa count as you can get. So 1995 or 100 if I can get it. The problem with 100 is they, the bars shrink <laughs> for the price. So, um, but yeah, that's for me. So I'm not getting the sugar. The higher the cocoa count, usually the lower the sugar. Um, but yeah, chocolate just does something for me. There's there's science behind that, I guess. But um, I've actually even heard that eating chocolate reduces releases the same endorphins you feel if you fall in love. I've heard that so, too. To be perfectly yeah. honest with you, so, so <laughs> I'm constantly eating hot, very dark chocolate. So don't. I have no idea what that says about me. <laughs> um, a lot of people related to that. A lot of people it's their coffee system. And going back to the um, the list of stuff here, one of the ones that I picked out that I was like, you know what, I can see why that's a luxury item, but I bet you a lot of people take it, is a French press. Yes. Uh, just throwing a few names out there. If you ever watch Mark Young's episodes, and I know you do, Robert, but anyone else is there. Mark is, a, I would say, a friend of the of the, the channel. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, a, and a fellow bushcrafter in Nova Scotia. Um, he had a couple of ep excellent episodes on YouTube. Feel free to look them up on how to make the perfect cup of coffee in the woods and things like French presses and different systems that people buy. And there's some really neat systems. Um, you know, you can get a decent cup of coffee if you like coffee. I personally don't drink coffee, so I, but I've been told you can do a decent job with the instant coffee. Like it's it's manageable and you don't need much gear for it. But if you want like a top of the line, you know you have guys who literally will grind it in there so it's fresh, and put it through a press, or or do the different things. Like there's different methods and they're all amazing. I kind of wish I was into it. Uh, but yeah, that for a lot of people is their luxury item. I used to camp with a feller that would take a hand grinder, like a hand mill for his coffee, yeah. and then just make cowboy coffee. Handful of grinds right in the pot and let it boil that way. But, I mean, he was animate. It had to be freshly ground. Yes. So, interestingly, the other day, I uh, I was attending a course, and the course was how to teach courses. I know. Anyways, one of the guys there, his subject for the day was coffee, and he got into how the cleaner the water, the better the coffee how the right mixture is, how the right right grind for the length of steeping time. So the longer you're steeping the, the coffee, the coarser the grains, the, if it's really quick, so like going through an espresso, it's ground really fine and it's pushed through pretty quick. So to get that, there's a whole science behind it. If you really understand the science, it's an amazing process to, to, to get the best cup of coffee isn't something that happens by accident. It's a process. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I, I really do believe that 
I know some people buy and you can get them in the value village. The little um, presses, and they're not pressed, but the, it looks like a tiny pot to me. And it's, it's multi-system. I think they get, it boils in the bottom, goes to the top. It's oh, yeah. Yeah, an actual coffee perk or a camp perk. You can't perk, but they're small. But you see people doing them. I think they're used for doing, like, espressos at home. It's not an actual perk. Um, but I've seen them in the, the thrift stores all the time. Um, I've seen people take those. You, you put your coffee in a certain section of it. It's really small. If that's your thing, because we, we could have a 20 hour episode on coffee i'm sure any do you drink coffee i can i prefer tea though so neither of us drink coffee and we could probably talk all day about coffee so <laughs> do you get somebody who's into coffee i don't know they'll talk forever um but yeah coffee no. so food items if you have a food item that's just your passion uh i knew somebody one time who brought in a system for making eggs benedict that's a luxury item uh, a folding camp oven, so you could bake like pastries and and muffins. Well, I mean, I you a... you brought an oven with our gathering there at um, Cliff's Landing that time, and it was awesome. amazing. Yeah, right. These these are are luxuries, things that make the trip so much different. And we've said before, with food, food makes the trip. Yes. You, know? uh, you can go back and see the greatest scenes and the greatest views. But if you're eating, you know, dried race cakes. <laughs> Oatmeal with a handful of nuts and a piece of chocolate pushed in it. <laughs> and, and it's not as enjoyable. And, and trust me, you know, we went for miserable weather and, and deep fried a turkey. And there's the only thing that Robert remembers deep frying the turkey. I found the video on that not long ago, walking through the archives. And I was like, damn, I can actually taste that turkey. It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean it just multiplies the thing so yeah cooking things i mentioned earlier spice rack uh and i kind of joke when you go to the dollar store it used to be and i'm sure you can still get it world famous made a little thing with like five or six spice um types in it yeah a little round thing i actually have one i keep it in my kit a lot of people do uh or you go to the dollar store and you buy the little vials that's what i do and fill Four or five vials with your absolute favorite spices. That's a luxury item. You don't need it. You could definitely eat the eggs or cook the the beans or whatever you're making without those spices. And it's edible. It gives you the same nutrition, but it's not going to give the same flavor. And I've eaten military rations. And honestly, if you take spices and add to it, it is ten times the meal. Oh, man, you can make anything edible with enough spice. Yeah. So, have we killed food? I think we can always come back to it, but yeah, luxury items, definitely. Certain food, spices, special cook systems that that aren't, you know, the bare necessity for like an ultra-like guy is a pot and you cook everything in boiling water. It's just like going to Ireland. <laughs> Everything's just boiled. <laughs> but, you know... Just know that like, once you go past that, now you're into a bit of a luxury item. Is it a bad thing? Absolutely not. No, for sure not. And like I said, what I consider a luxury item, somebody else may consider an absolute necessity. We got Fish85 here in the comments. He says he takes a small hand grinder that fits in, uh, fits alongside of his pot with a reusable yeah. filter for his coffee. So to him, that's just a normal item. To me, that would be yeah. a luxury item. You know what I mean? 
and there are some nice systems there. If you want to, if you're into coffee, look it up. You can go on to Mech and all these other Amazon and look up like all like backwoods camping or ultralight coffee systems. There are some pretty cool ones. There's there's a it's not a proper French press, but there's a press where you pour it in the top and you push it down and it forces everything through. Um, and it's it's all well self-contained. It doesn't take that much more weight, but people who love coffee, it makes the difference, right? Um, you mentioned this this the or you showed the the chair. I did. Now off my list here, something that came up funny just before we glaze by because I want to mention it. The number one thing that came up on this list from the local radio station, which surprised me, I understand the joke, but it surprised me, was a hotel room. There seems to be, and there always has been, I guess, this divide between people that just absolutely do not like camping or bushcrafting or whatever, right? Like my dad, for instance, grew up in the woods, taught me a lot of what I know about bushcrafting. His camping is at a Howard Johnson, and he'll straight tell you that. He does not want to be in the woods any more than he has to be. So his luxury item, hotel room. He, you know, like a reason not to go in the woods, basically. <laughs> and that was a lot of the ones here. Every second one was literally a hotel room, which I found was interesting. Second big one, of course, was luxury food items. Third largest one in here was bug spray and alcohol. They kind of tied. Now, bug spray, I consider completely a necessity. That is 100% necessary in my eyes. That is not a luxury. That is a necessity, and you will never convince me otherwise. That's right up there with like suntan lotion or sunscreen. Yeah, that's part of my first aid. First aid to me includes some sort of bug spray and some sort of sun uh, sunscreen. Um, but it's it's interesting they said hotel rooms because honestly, I would and and I will. You cannot convince me otherwise. I will choose a hammock in the woods over a hotel room nine days of a week <laughs> i will find extra days in it because how many people have slept in that bed <laughs> really do you really want to be sleeping in that yeah i don't know man i've turned down the sheets at a hotel and they still looked scummy and i've just kind of flipped them back up and went to my truck and pulled out my wool blanket and just slept on the top of it i've been to some pretty shady hotels too don't get me wrong but... uh, yeah. i don't know highest highest you know best hotel in the world that mattress has still been <laughs> seen more action than i have <laughs> that's very true uh just to finish up the list while i still have it open here what did i end off alcohol and bug spray uh next after that would have been uh furniture chairs or stools or the like um where are we at toilet paper was apparently on the list in the top 10 to me once again that's a necessity not really a luxury i understand how people could assume it's a luxury but i mean it takes up no space it makes the go so much more comfortable and it doubles as fire starter so always a necessity for me um if you do yourself good enough in the woods it is a medical emergency. Yeah. And I, I will stand behind that. You can actually put yourself in the hospital. Oh, 100%. So, so if you're not taking toilet paper, I assume you're going out in the lake and cleaning yourself up pretty good because those are the two options in my world. 
And it, it, it's true, like toilet tissue ne uh, necessary, wipes luxury. And there you go, Steve. That was the thing I was going to say is like, I always go with toilet paper and honestly, I have a small baggie with some baby wipes in them because uh, baby too. wipes are nothing more than wet wipes. I mean, don't kid yourself anything else. You can go and buy a massive thing of baby wipes for like eight bucks or one of those little packages of white balls is like $5 and it's the same dang thing. I don't care what you tell you. Um, no, no, there is a difference. And the baby wipes are 10 times better. <laughs> That's fair. I have, I have tested this theory. It's not true. Baby wipes are better, but the same concept. You go to, go to Costco, buy the big box full of them. It'll yep. last you for years. Cannot be beat. It's, no, man. I carry an entire full bag in my four-wheeler. Yeah. When I camp, all I often do is I'll count out my days and then five or six extra. And I'll just fold them all up and put, like you said, a little Ziploc bag so I don't have to take the whole thing. But And I usually keep one in my vehicles. It's I keep one at work. You know, there's so many times a good wet wipe makes the difference. In a pinch, you can use them as a quick shower. I mean, are you going to get 100% clean? No. But are you going to get cleaner than just running through the breeze? 100%. We have, we've often had to do that. There's been places you just can't get clean enough. You know, you wipe the dirtiest places last. You start with the clean spots, then work your way up. And when you get to the dirtiest place, you can throw it out. If you still don't feel clean, repeat the process with another one. Yep. 100%. Start clean, work the dirty. <laughs> uh, and the last thing that was on this list was an air mattress. So, I want to debate that one, too. And that's why I left it to last, because I figured you'd have, we'd be chatting on this one. If you're, especially in the winter, but also in the summer, you need a barrier between you and the ground. And freezing to death or, or getting damp is a recipe for a miserable trip. So uh, ultralight pads like we have that, that inflate, I think you have the same one I do, I think. Yep. Uh, that um, one's on over there. The hibernate. There's... Plenty of brands, hybrid, yeah, hybrid eight is what we have, but there's Xpeds, um, Mech has a version, I think. There's tons of options. There's the the blue foam mats that Walmart carried and stuff like that. Any of these things, you kind of need something to insulate you in the ground. <clears throat> That's part of your sleep system. I'm not considering that a luxury item. If you have a hammock, then the under quilt, same deal. Without it. It's an absolute miserable night um, and potentially risk taking a risk you don't want. Um, to minimize it, I have used the windshield reflectors in a hammock. works perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. uh, you can do that in the woods, too. just doesn't give you as much comfort, but you can find comfortable ground. You need something between you and the ground. Um, the difference between that air mattress and almost any other option is that they weigh in they're about the same size, so I would say... How do you get? And I'm with you. That's kind of where I was with the air mattress. I mean, I guess that for me, it would be a luxury item on top of a pad. If I was just taking a pad and it was warm, but we've talked about this before. Air mattresses can also cause you some issues, especially when it's cold. Um, they'll trap that cold air under you and it's not as bad, but it's not much better than sleeping right on the ground. So keep that in uh, mind. We did an episode on that. I, I suggest if anybody's interested in that topic, go back and check it out. Uh, instead of getting into it here. Now, there was a couple on this list. Well, one for two 
that I kind of singled out and went, oh, okay, I get it. These people are more uh, town campers, and by town campers, I mean they camp a lot in camping parks. They're drive-up campers, you know what I mean? Which is perfectly fine. Don't misunderstand. Um, the two things that were mentioned for that kind of camping that I thought was interesting was, one, a laundry bag to keep your dirty laundry separate. Just once you take it off, you have a place to put it, which I thought was interesting. That was their luxury item. That's how they do it. Uh, and the other one was a, um, a tote for they just take it every time they go camping and they set it outside their tent uh if they just need to put something water tight in away tote dirty shoes stuff like that tote dirty clothes whatever the tote just happens to be there and i thought that was a really interesting answer for the type of camping they were doing yeah yeah i i mean even when i camp i try to keep like an extra dry bag or something and i i have clean clothes in one and dirty clothes in the other and it's just to keep the clean clothes clean and the dirty clothes away from it. <laughs> so I just have a system that works. But yeah, I like that answer. Um, tote, totes are good. A similar, I think it's a similar idea. Yeah. Yeah, and, and like I said, those are just two I picked out of that list. And that list is still ever growing on the website there. They're still uh, working on it. Uh, and honestly, to get your first to second on there. I literally just went through every single one and put ticks down on a list. So that is calculated by me. Uh, as it's changing, those numbers could change as well. But anyway, I thought it was cool. It was a neat little thing that the local radio station was doing here. They're also running a contest off, um, you know, your most embarrassing uh, Woods Tale or something like that. So I got two stories in for there. If they get used, I will 100% come back and report on that. And I'll even tell the story. So, not mentioned so far for me, my is it UCR um, dandel lamp. Yes, okay, you have one right there. <laughs> I figured um, we were going to talk about this, so I dug mine out. Yep, mine. Yeah, so that is not a necessity. It is an awfully nice little toy. We've talked about these in the past. Anyone who wants to go back and watch all the history, you'll see. Uh, these things will burn for approximately eight hours, more or less, depending on the count the candle. candle. Uh, it's not super bright, but it gives a nice glow. Uh, you're probably not reading books by it, but you can see each other's faces and stuff. Uh, I've hooked them to the end of my hammock, so if I go deep, it's easier to find the way back to the hammock. We've left them in outhouses if we're in, in like the provincial or national camps. And there's an outhouse available, so when you go up, you're just not sitting in the dark when you go. Um, it is definitely a comfort that you know, I, I love to have it. I pack I mine I pretty much everywhere I go. Uh, much like you, I use mine almost every time I go out. Even Steve, when we went to the camp that time and had a little camp, this was our nightlight, so to speak. There was three of us in the camp. I just left it burning. If you had to get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, you weren't, you know, looking for a flashlight or anything like that. There was enough light that you could see to get up, put your boots on and go outside and do your business. Um, but no, I love mine. And I've actually, well, I should say Melissa has purchased me. Uh, one of the beeswax candles on that. And I'm at, we're going to test it. We're going to see which one burns longer and how much time you actually get out of it. So, Yeah, I have the beeswax now. I think that's all I have left. Um, there's a few good uh, channels on how to make your own candles for it. And one of them actually lists, there's a PVC pipe that's the perfect size. You just cut it to length and carve the top. Cool. Uh, and I want to try that 
because they, they are expensive. They're like three, four bucks a candle at Mac. Yeah, I think it was five ninety nine for the beeswax and three ninety nine for the uh, pa- paraffin wax. Uh, you can get them a little cheaper on Amazon when you buy them in bulk packs. Yeah. So. But you're buying like eighteen at a time. That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I bought the eighteen pack and I've pretty much used it up at this point. So I need to buy another one. But yeah, no, and it, yeah, if you're going regularly, it's you know, I don't always even leave it running the whole night. Sometimes I'll blow them out. Uh, it depends, but I do enjoy it. I still have three or four candles from my last purchase, and when they run out, I will replace them. I'm, I'm going to keep using it. Uh, so that's definitely a luxury item. Uh, argumentatively, uh, certain types of lighters could be enough. A luxury item, because um, you could do with a lesser lighter. But um, Steve have... mentioned an interesting one here, which I'm surprised I didn't see come up more often on the other list. And I had I had it on mine to mention, but seeing Steve brought it up, I'm going to give him credit. Solar shower gear, which is amazing if you're going out for any amount of time. Yes. Yeah. And all it is, I, I've rarely used them. For anybody that doesn't know, I mean, there is no real trick to this. Uh, the simplest one is literally just a black bag with a small hose and a screen at the end of it. And literally, you put the bag out, the sun collects the heat. Once you figure it's warm enough, you stick that sucker in a tree, the hose comes down, and you just wash yourself with it. You know what I mean? There's There might be a spigot on the end of it. You might have to bend it up. Like, I've seen them super low-tech, and I've seen them super high-tech. But, I mean, a lot of them, those black bags left an hour or two in the sun. The water gets pretty well hotter than you can stand. Yeah. I was going to say, I've actually seen people get, uh, I'll say burnt, but not like blister burnt. More like uh, startling from them. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, exactly what you mean. So, yeah. No, that's definitely uh, that's a good one. I didn't have that on my list. But if you're going out for like three, four, five days... Um, if you have running water next to you, a river or something like that, a washcloth will only go so far unless you're going to crawl right into the river and basically bath. And even at that, it's really nice just to have a shower at the end of all of this. Uh, once again, I'm going to reference the, uh, the waterfalls there simply because I take a lot of people there. It's a nice spot. Um, what I'll do is if I have the girls or something with me, uh, like Christiane, Louie and Melissa, or, you know, their friends, whatever, uh, a dollar store tarp. In between a couple trees with one of those solar showers, you make a shower stall uh, and you can go in there and you can get changed. You can take a perfect shower. I know what you got because I got one right here too. Um, (laughs) Great minds think alike. But anyway, yeah, you can set up a super nice shower with these things for very minimal extra space in your pack. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I guess because we link it in and we both have one here. Uh, just a camp towel. You don't need one. But, I mean, this one's pretty good. Uh, I actually got a slightly bigger and slightly nicer one uh, as a gift from a buddy. And so that's the one that made it to my gear. This one was in as a spare. And I just did all my gear. Um I got it set up in case I want to do some motorcycle camping. So same thing. Mine's just like the washcloth sized one. 
Um, and that's usually what I take. I, I, I'm a big washcloth washer. I will literally boil up some water, much like uh, Daniel joining us here. Said, first time here, doesn't like the solar bags because too hard to get the right temp. First, heat water and mixed temp. This is exactly my thoughts too there, Daniel. Uh, I mix up water. I will, uh, you know, boil it, add cold water from the river, whatever, until it gets to the temperature I'm happy with. You can get those little flake soaps, uh, literally from the dollar store. They look like the old uh, Listerine mint pa mint strips you'd put in your mouth. It's just a strip of soap. You rub that into the cloth, and you can get a full wash on with that, and then you just rinse yourself off, and things are good. Uh, but once again, like, I'm not looking down on these showers. I, I just have the same thing as you and what Ben and I were talking about. You throw that sucker on a rock, you walk away, forget about it, which is usually what I do, come back two hours later, that thing is scalding hot. Then you gotta try and mix the water in it, and blah, 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 blah. But they do work. Not to speak ill with them, some people have a great time with them, they just shower with a little cooler water in them. Uh, the, if it gets too hot, they'll just dump some cold water and be like, oh yeah, fine, that's good enough. And off you go. But, uh, that's exactly the method for them. Really yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. So, um, we covered what? Sitting. We covered food. We've covered light, which I think is a good one. Um, hygiene, like, like the extra things for hygiene. And that could be like our towels and the solar channel, solar showers. Uh, what's getting real popular now, and we've talked about these in the past too, uh, and I'll mention them again uh, because they actually do a great job. And this is if toilet paper happens to be a luxury. You can get uh, portable bidets. And these are getting real popular right now. Uh, a yeah. bidet still, uh, it's basically like a little end that goes onto a water bottle is what these portable bidets are. And arguably they get you cleaner and fresher and all this good stuff. And they do. I mean, there's no replacing soap and water. You know what I mean? Like even through all of COVID and stuff like that, they're saying hand sanitizer is great, but there is no replacing soap and water so if it's good enough for your hands it's good enough for the rest of your body you know what i mean um yeah it's a good one one that i have um and i, I know it's getting somewhat popular too is the uh flex tail pump have you seen this no so you, you could google it i can send you a quick link maybe it is a tiny little air pump, probably about three inches tall, a couple inches across. It can blow up your air mattress. It has a little light in it. Uh, it has a magnet, so you can stick it on the side of your car if you broke down at night. Uh, and it also suck air out of things. So oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, those micro pumps. Yeah. Uh, here, hopefully this brings up the right thing. Nope. Uh, let's try full browser. Flex tail. Just type that in. Oh, no, I have it here. I'm just trying to bring it up on the, uh, the site for people. Anyway, there we go. So um, uh, you probably can't see it, Ben, because of the way we have our cameras set up. But this is kind of what Ben's talking about is these little micro pumps. Um, yeah. And, I mean, these things, that's the tiny rappel. Uh, that's the sub pump. Where's the... Uh... Here we go. This is their tiny pump, too, which I think is much what you got there, Ben. Um, yes. 2x yep so this is the 2x it's a micro pump it's 5421 from their website right now but yeah this is uh this is a a wicked thing i know exactly what you're talking about now it, it just kind of stuck me as odd there for a minute but i know 
exactly what you're talking about. And there's quite a bit of juice to these things. Like you said, there's a light in it. It'll pump up a queen-sized air mattress, I think, uh, yeah, within so many minutes. I think you said, like, the, the, the ultra-light compact ones, you can do them, like, seven times or something. Yeah. Inflate, deflate. Um, there's some accessories you can get with them. So I happen to... Uh, where did that go? I had, I had them here. There's these uh, bags you can buy. And you can actually, like, suck all the air out and get your clothing a bit tighter. Mm -hmm. um, so that... And they hook right up to the pump. So that's like a, a bonus um, convenience of it. So, yeah, those little add-ons to it really make a big difference. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's it's a luxury item, 100%. No, I had the bags here. That's... <laughs> Drive me nuts later. I'll find it. Um but yeah, just little vacuum bags. Um, so yeah, it's just out of curiosity, like Ben, do you have the brand name Flextail or do you got the Flextail gear pump? Because they make two. I didn't realize there was a ripoff. There is. There's. I'm pretty sure you got the the Flextail tiny pump too. Uh, yeah. But then they also yeah. make what's called a Flextail gear, which has a little picture of a lizard or something on it. But I mean, essentially, it looked like the same thing. Okay. Well, and I have the brand name one. I also have, there's a a bubble you can put on top of, a rubberized bubble. It makes it like a glow ball, um, which just softens the light and disperses it a bit better. Uh, and I, I, I think we got one for my brother for his birthday or something, because we try to find neat things for each other. Uh, so <laughs> I sent him one, and his, his has the flame, like you see, you put onto it. But yeah, there's... There's a lot of stuff that you can get for them. They're very neat, uh, and you can use them to inflate almost anything that needs air to be inflated, and you can deflate with it, too. Um, highly recommended if you're looking for something um, to uh, enhance your trip. Um, Especially if an air mattress is your luxury item, because this thing goes hand-in-hand hand with it. Well, if you can get all the air out and, and not put moisture in when you're blowing it up, that helps your gear last longer, so it, it does make a difference, right? There it is, yeah. So, yeah, this is the flex tail. I knew I had them. <laughs> <laughs> and it says like 80% space saving, so, you know, if you can put something like a sleeping bag in there and suck all the air out, that, that sleeping bag takes up a lot less room. Now, these, probably not the right size for that. Put all your clothes, put it in, suck it out, when you get there, you open it up, it'll reinflate, and then at the end of the trip, you can do the same thing. Pillows, if, you, if you're... That's a luxury item, by the way. Yeah. Pillow is, I was going to say, well, pillow could be a luxury item here. Because normally what I do is I take one of my stuff sacks and put my dirty clothes in it. That is my... Bare bone shot. I'm just looking for something over here. I bet you he's looking for inflatable pillows. Uh, I guess I don't have any of my... Ugh, I was hoping I had one of my fold-up, my good fold-up camp pillows, but I don't. Uh, something else from the comments here. They're talking about dude wipes uh, for wet wipes and stuff like that. Not that I've tried the dude wipes, but what I have tried is the man wipes, 
which I assume are the same thing. Uh, and they're supposed to be like the one wipe equals one shower. They're a larger wipe. I think I took one out yeah. when you were you and I were out work. Yeah, and you've shown one on the show before. Oh, yes. Well, same thing. I was looking for the product. I think it's actually in my backpack in my truck. But uh, same kind of thing. So the man wipes, they're a larger one. They have a little bit of menthol and aloe in them. So they leave you feeling fresh and tingly. Uh, they're a great wipe, too. But honestly, for what they're worth and what you get, I would still recommend going to Costco, Walmart, something like that, and just buying a massive box of the baby wipes. A couple drops of essential oils, and you have a, pretty much the same thing. Yeah. I never thought of that. It'd be an easy thing to add into it. Uh, and I have a bunch. <laughs> My kids got tried to get into bath bombs. We had a bunch of the essential oils, and I think they gave up on it. So now I got a whole bunch. Uh, so if you want to be smelling awesome in the woods, I do realize, I got to say this now that we've mentioned it, a lot of scents will attract or repel insects. So be careful with what you're bringing in as scented products uh, in the woods. Generally, um certain strong smells will drive insects away but others will will suck them in and i was gonna say i think for chewing them away i know usually uh peppermints and lemons citrus can sometimes deter them that's citronella you know what i mean uh, i said nova scotia company i think they're based out of mahone bay oh the 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 makes the tick repel um Dang it, we did an episode on them too, and I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head. I'll think of it here in a minute, but anyway, if you just look at natural tick repellent Nova Scotia, I'm sure it'll come up. I'll Atlantic. find it here. It's Atlantic. Yeah, that's it. Atlantic. Yeah. Um, they, they, um, they make jewelry. They have lava stones on it, and you can get dog collars with lava stones. My dog has one. I don't have one. I am not as important as a dog. Anyone who thinks otherwise, you are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but you soak the lava with the essential oils that they sell, and then you put it on, and it's supposed to last a couple of weeks before it wears off, and you just refresh it. Okay, complete sidetrack here. Have you been to the Atlantic website in a while? No. It's full of naked people. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I kid you not. This is how they're marketing this product. There's naked people walking through the woods. It's the greatest thing ever. Um, yeah. I, man, that, that completely threw me off. I, I don't have a clue what I was talking about anymore. <laughs> Brought up the website and I'm like, do I get the right site up here? <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. So luxury items. We talked about quite a few luxury items there. We talked about food, furniture, um, never hike with Ben. He does 5k portages and rubber boots. Newfoundlanders are not human. <laughs> what are you talking about? Bye. <laughs> That's right. I have rubber boots and they were all shocked. <laughs> you know what? You got me beat there. I usually don't do long treks in rubber boots. <clears throat> but in any case, yeah, we talked about a lot of luxury items there. Um, was there anything else you wanted to say on that topic, Ben, before we start jumping down rabbit holes with naked people no, in Atlantic? I, I mean, we could, we could come up with dozens of other products. The reality is um, understanding what the minimum for you is is going to differ for other people. Some people just simply w could not do it without for whatever reason. Um, but learn your limits. So... Um, but guidelines to go by, medical, 
first aid, not a luxury. That is a necessity. Um, comfort can be a luxury, but make sure that comfort isn't protecting you from being seriously ill or injured. And we talked about the, the mattresses and stuff like that uh, draws that line. Sunscreen. Um, we put it under first aid. We really do. We will take some degree of um, fly repellent and sunscreen every time we go. Winter or summer, the sunscreen should be in your kit, in my opinion. Winter can actually be much worse than summer with the reflection. And if you're boating, same deal. The water reflecting it back at you, you will burn twice as quick. I swear to God. <laughs> and I mean, just on this note, because we're there, a lot of people would consider my hat. Uh, if anybody's seen any of the videos and stuff that I do, like my hat, my Y-brim hat, they consider that as a luxury. To me, that is a necessity. I sunburn so easy that I wear a UV shirt and a Y-brim hat as just necessary gear when I go out in the woods. Uh, when I go outside in the summer, honestly. And a lot of people, like I said, they consider that just as extra. You know what I mean? But to me, that's 100% necessary. Yeah, for sure. Um, I see the goofy smile. You just looked at the Atlantic website. <laughs> It's just in the head of people. You don't see anything. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, it, it's it's family-friendly, but it's still naked people on a website plugging a product. Uh, that's pretty cool. It's neat that it's a Nova Scotia product. Um, I had a thought, and now we've, we've knocked it off. My, my fragile brain. Yeah, we were talking about basically, you know, like, Figure out where your line is and make sure you're, you're sticking with it. Anything that's luxury is stuff that you would not need to make it through the day, but it's going to definitely enhance the experience. Um, and really learn that line. And uh, the recommendation is really you shouldn't take like dozens of luxury items. So you come up with your gear-based gear, and then what is, are you taking as a luxury item? And luxury item could be something, and I'm going to use this. This is a shameless plug on next week. Fishing gear. Right? Yeah. If no. Good lead into that. <laughs> if you're going for a, a, a three-day hike and you fishing gear may just be that that um, for Gary it's a it's a necessity. For us, it's a luxury. For you, it's a waste of time. <laughs> Take the bite, right? I mean, <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it be. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I have been fishing this year though and i have caught some stuff just well no, better than me this year um but no like if you're going fishing you know if you're going hiking and you take a fishing gear just past the time i know people who take playing cards games if we, i'm going with have... somebody else a deck of cards for sure we we found a game we found a mech or somewhere and it was these little tiny bags you fill with sand and some cloth rings you throw out, and you just toss them and try to get them into the ring. Um, doesn't take up much weight. Doesn't isn't that big? It's kind of fun. There's like ribbons off the back of them, and you toss them. They look kind of cool. Something like this. Something to entertain you. Entertainment is generally a luxury item. Um, but honestly, it makes a huge difference. If you're camping with kids, it might be a necessity. <laughs> yeah. No, hundred percent. Honestly. Kids need entertainment. They need stimulation, and sometimes going to, like, 
us as adults, or most of us, we go out there to basically disconnect. We want to turn our brains off from everything that's going out around us and just kind of get in, well, for us at least, and depending on your experience level out there, you just kind of go into the autonomous motion state where you know what you have to do. You just don't have to think about it that much. So you just do the necessities of being out in the woods and everything else just kind of melts away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um... But for children... Uh, like, you know, 15 and under, debatably older, um, they need stimulation, especially in today's world. I like it or want it. We social media and things like that. And I'm not disrespecting any social media or pegging them out for anything, but just the way it's tailored nowadays is everything is instantaneous and in short bursts. That's what makes TikTok uh, so popular or vines when they were a thing or um, Instagram and stuff like that. It's all like little snippets of information to keep you, give you enough, but then you can move on. So kids expect this nowadays and they want variety of entertainment. So, on that line, just a couple of quick thoughts. Books, movies, especially on your phone, don't weigh anything but offer entertainment. Um, more on the comfort side, portable fan. I know a lot of people, I used to have a magnetic one with a light on it. You could stick inside your tent. There's a little metal piece you're stuck on the outside, and it just blows air down on you. Uh, I have know people who take those both winter and summer. In the winter, if you have a wood stove, It'll actually keep the air more in the tent, so it just doesn't cool in the roof. Uh, and in the summer, it kind of can keep you cool because inside the tent is usually a few degrees hotter than outside. Um, so just a couple of quick thoughts there. Um, but yeah, I think we've really hit a ton of it. You know what? Fish85 just uh, mentioned one there, and I don't know if I have it here. No, I think Melissa might have taken it. But he said a Bluetooth speaker. And uh, he brings a small Bluetooth speaker when he's at a camp or on the water. And honestly, as Steve said here, music, it's up for debate because not everybody's going to like the music you're listening to. Uh, and not everybody wants music out in the woods. But if it's Melissa and I going, uh, if it's just myself, I tend not to bring a lot of music. I listen to nature. If it's Mel and I, we do, especially if you're going canoeing, we have a waterproof floating Bluetooth speaker that we just kind of throw in the middle of the canoe and we can put on something light while we're chatting and joking around anyway because the two of us in a boat, we're usually being loud and obnoxious because we're carrying on, we're having fun. We're getting out there on what we call adult adventures. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, Lily potentially home. We'll, you know, paddle out further than we normally go with the kid or something like that. It just, it's another source of entertainment for the two of us. For sure. Okay. We have done our hour. Yeah, I'm surprised. I thought this was going to be a quicker episode, to be honest with you. I keep saying uh, that. We keep hitting an hour. So Yeah, we know we can talk about anything for an hour. Uh, and we know we can continue on this topic. But yeah, luxury items, think about them. It is not a bad thing to take a luxury item. Don't let anyone make you feel guilty or bad about it. Uh, but just understand them and try to keep them to a minimum. Identify the ones that are going to most do it. If you overwhelm yourself with luxury items, it kind of takes away from the trip. But taking the one or two really can add to the trip, and you really appreciate them more. If you have 15 luxury items, which one really made the advantage in the trip? But if it's the better chair 
or the you know the fan to keep you cool or the book to read or that special cup of coffee especially when you wake up just before sunrise and you go sit at the edge of the lake on a nice comfy chair drinking that special cup of coffee then that adds to it for sure um, and there's a couple of like less uh safe ones but there are other things that people might enjoy while they're camping that might be their luxury item so leave it at that i guess yeah, and I guess my final thoughts for this whole topic are, like Ben said, don't overwhelm yourself with luxury items, and don't let your luxury items become hazards, much like the story I told right at the start. The chairs would have been nice, but they became hazards. So definitely take a good think about it, and don't let your luxuries become hazards, and as long as they're not a hazard, enjoy your luxuries. Take one or two for a trip, uh, and let that be your luxury item. Don't make everything a luxury item, because one, it gives you a false sense of what you're expecting when you're out in the woods. And two, as Ben said, it takes away from just being in the woods. You know what I mean? This was always my problem with glamping. Uh, not that I have an issue with people that do it. It's just not for me, because if I have all the necessities of home, I might as well be at home. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just me. I've done the yurt camping with a full barbecue outside and it's not miserable. <laughs> oh, it's not miserable, but I don't consider it camping at that point so much as, like, cabin staying. Like, the domes, uh, the Wallace River Ranch domes that Mel and I stayed in, and there's pictures on my Facebook page for anybody that knows me there. We didn't consider that camping. We just considered it, like, dome staying because it had a stove, a fridge. It had all the niceties of home. It was, like, uh, a different type of hotel for us or a different type of motel, I guess, because motels are semi-detached. But you know what I mean. No, exactly. Yep, for sure. Okay, so next week, fishing, uh, especially I think compact fishing. Yes. So the idea was like compact fishing or different ways of still being able to fish while you're out there bushcrafting, and not to tip the hat too much. But I'm thinking things like you know the old uh, switch and string that we tried that you succeeded on, I did not. Or a hobo reel, or the collapsible rods, or the pocket rods, or just hand casting. Different things you can do to try and get out there and still enjoy fishing. Some of the pros, cons, and things to think about while you're trying some of these methods. For instance, with the switch method, uh, you could come up empty-handed. <laughs> As we realized while the person beside you was pulling them out left, right, and center. So, um, yeah, I think that's next week's topic, and uh, we'll leave it there and save the rest for next week. Yeah. So Sounds just before we go, uh, didn't mean to cut you off. I just wanted to once again bring notice to Daniel. I'm going to try this, Daniel, and I'm sorry if I butcher it, buddy, but is that Stambau? S-T-A-M-B-A-U-G-H. Anyway, um, so Daniel joins us for the first time. Welcome to the comments there, buddy. Thanks for joining us on the chat. We love to hear from you folks. So if you want to be like Daniel, for sure, check us out. It is 9 p.m. Atlantic Daylight Time right now. Uh, so wherever that happens to be in your neck of the woods, just go on Google and type in, you know, Atlantic Daylight Time and what time it is. And 9 o'clock Atlantic Daylight Time is when we start. <laughs> Uh, Daniel, I think, is joining us. See, that's what I mean. I think Daniel's joining us from Florida off-grid, which is kind of cool. So hopefully we see you here again, Daniel. We'd love to chat to you a little bit, man. Don't be a stranger. Shout out in the comments. Uh, as you see, we try to take time to read everything. 
And there's some great stories and stuff that come up. So once again, anybody out there, if you've never joined us for a live show, we highly encourage it. For nothing else other than you can give us your opinion on the show, insight on the show, or just be like, hey, Ben, Robert, screw you. <laughs> I mean, if that's what you want to do, by all means, come on over. Uh, hopefully it's jokingly. Uh, but if we do rub you the wrong way, I mean, sorry, I guess we're not for everybody. We're better you than always, Poison Ivy. If, if you really don't like me, you can always join me on a portage and we'll see how much you like me then. <laughs> if we do like that with our friends, imagine what we do with people we don't like. <laughs> anyway, that's our sh that's my shameless plug for the night. It's been a while since I gave a real good one, so there we go. Yeah. And I'll get it to have fun. See you next week, folks.